Blog Talk Radio. Hello, America. This is Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks Radio and creator. Author, let me correct that. <laughs> creator of Everyday Folks Radio and author of Everyday Folks Books. Even I sometimes get confused with all the many things that I do. I am so grateful that you're tuning in once again for this incredible show. This is BJ Speaks, an interview with. And weekly on this show, I like to celebrate everyday extraordinary people who are doing phenomenal work in their respective lives and or industries. Before I begin, I'd like to send a special shout-out to all the listeners who listened last week. I think we, re- we hit a record. Close to 1,300 listeners were tuning in to an amazing show last week, and I can't thank you enough for the continued support that you give to me and all of the esteemed guests who are on Everyday Folks. The work that we do here is all about you. So if you have a story that you'd like to have heard, or even if you feel, for, for instance, that you just want to talk, this is not just about individuals who may be doing extremely well in their lives or individuals who are just making things happen with whatever they have. Don't be afraid to reach out to me at any time. During the show, if you'd like to speak to me or any of the guests, the call-in number is 347-539-5372. Again, that call-in line is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy, do you prefer to email your questions, comments, or requests? You may do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That is everydayfolks, with an S, listen, at gmail.com. Coming up in the next couple of months are some exciting things here at Everyday Folks. Due to your listenership, we're able to expand our programming. And first, I'd like to share that we have two shows that will be featured here on Everyday Folks starting May 15th. The first of those two shows is called Journey into Passion with Anike F., which is a great show that talks about you finding your passion in life. Whatever station or, or you're in in life at this point, Anike is going to help you discover that and explore that in her phenomenal show. As well, coming up in the following month in June will be the first of our millennial series, and the series is titled Daily Dose of K-Pop with Steph. If you're not familiar with what K-pop is all about, I have to tell you, it is, it's amazing music. When first you hear it on the radio, you probably think it's just another American musician. But everyone who is in the K-pop industry are individuals who are from Korea. And to become a pop artist in Korea, it takes a lot. It's an arduous process. So Stephanie, one of my former students, English major, dancer extraordinaire, She's going to be carrying that conversation forward every month here at Everyday Folks starting in June. And I'd also like to recognize um, our new look. As we move forward here and grow with our show, we want to keep with the times. So our our new flyers and our new promos are rolling out, and I'd love your feedback and commentary regarding any of them um, over the weeks to come. Today's special guest is someone who is very, very special to me, Uh, I'd like to share a little bio about her background because this woman deserves this recognition. For over 25 years, Michelle Simmons has used her voice and personality to teach and entertain people. 
From her years as an on-air talent for public educational television to serving as the public involvement director for local transportation system in Miami, and now narrating audio books, her entire life experience has consisted of communicating with people in an effort to help them achieve a better quality of life. Michelle has done numerous voiceovers, served as mistress of ceremony for numerous fashion shows, serves as the co-host of an Internet television show, and has narrated four books now on sale through Audible. And those books, I'd like to read those titles in case you're interested in picking them up. They are The Way of the Black Beast, book one, uh, the, Ma- the Mal Joke Chronicles, and Birthright, book one, and Birth Control, book two, and Birthmark, book three, of the Le Patron, the Le Patron series. Additionally, she has acted in various television commercials, provided promotional spots for public television, pledged pledge drives, and served as mistress of ceremony for various local charity events. And I could keep going on here of the phenomenal work, but there is one part that I'd truly like to read about her bio, and then I'll introduce her formally. But none of the listed endeavors exceed her greatest accomplishment to date, which is having the honor and privilege of being the mother to her 21-year-old son, Xavier Thompson. Michelle currently resides in Aventura, Florida, and is beginning her next chapter in life as an entrepreneur and a woman business owner. Ladies and gentlemen, America, it is with great pleasure that I introduce my colleague, vocal artist, Spanish professor, and entrepreneur, Michelle Simmons. Good afternoon, Michelle. Hey, Billy, how are you? Oh, my God, I'm blushing in here. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I have to top that down because you have an impressive resume, my friend, and it is so much fun reading about you. Every time I read it over and over, I just learned so much about you. You're just so full of life. So thank you for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited. I've been excited all week. Good. And I am so delighted because I don't know if I've, I've shared this with you before we came on air. We have questions that are already coming in for you from listeners oh who are tuning in around <laughs> the globe. And I'll share oh one gosh. of the questions actually is from someone who's in another country. So you are now hitting international territory, my friend, <laughs> and you haven't even answered her question yet. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm, I'm so honored. I'm so honored. I really am. I really am. So thank you well, again for I that. I'm so glad. I'm very glad. And here, we'll go ahead and start here, Michelle. So okay. your life has been an incredible story, and you and I met in a very interesting way. And <laughs> do you recall the moment we met? I, re- <laughs> I recall two moments. Listen, yes, the first, the first moments. moment I met, let me, I can tell your listeners, I saw you speaking in the open common area of, of Broward College, Miramar West uh, Campus, and I didn't want to go to my own class. I wanted to stop and listen to your lecture, which was right around Halloween, and you were talking about urban legends, urban myths. And I thought, oh, my gosh, if I could bring my students here, but I'm teaching Spanish, so I don't know how this is going to go over, but I really wanted to, like, call my class off and say, hey, guys, y'all just go home because I got something else to do, but of course you can't do that. Um, but then we met again officially at our Christmas party. And so warm and yeah. so pleasant, and I thank you so much for that, because sometimes when you're the newbie, which I was, you know, it, it takes a little bit of warming up, and you know, sometimes when you're, you're an adjunct, you know, not to, mm-hmm. to put us lower, we're just a little, you know, we're on the little bottom of the pole, so we got to kind of rise up to the tenure professor, so you were just kind and gracious and, and, and funny, funny as all get out, so that's, you know, <laughs> which I think I am, so <laughs> we're kindred spirits. 
Yes, we are. And I want to say I reciprocate and ditto everything you said. The story matches up. There's one piece as well. When I met you, you made me laugh, actually. We just found a moment when we were having a conversation because we won't tell people what we were talking about. But nonetheless, okay. it was a conversation where I not only understood that you were a woman of great intellect and wisdom, but you also exuded a lot of fun and good energy. And I feel yeah. that, that, that that just translates into everything that you do. And so does, for those of you who have, you know, a lot of folks who haven't met you yet, I hope that after this show and many of the other um, occasions that we're going to engage, that they'll get to know more about you and the exciting work that you do. Because I am, and I said this to you before, Team Michelle. And so <laughs> it is great to be on Team Woo! Michelle Simmons. <laughs> Thank so you so much, Billy. Thank you. You know, I, I, my son is, is constantly telling me uh, that I'm kind of like a wasp at a picnic. You know, I'm all over the place. And and he, he's the first to say I'm goofy, and I am. And sometimes you just have to embrace who you are and just be who you are. So I acknowledge and accept my goofiness and all of it, but it makes me a really fun person. And my students love my class because of my goofiness. So, yes, you know, I own it. I own it. Yeah. <laughs> Our I own it. Overlap, and they speak very highly of you. They surely do. So, oh, great. As, cool. you were, as you were growing up, mm-hmm. you, 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 had a, you had an ability to tap into um, various art forms. So yeah. what other art categories or, 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 or pathways that you considered or you explored at, in your youth? Well, when I was a kid, I was moving all the, all around. You know, I was a chatty Cathy. I'm I'm certain that I had whatever they're calling ADD, and I probably still got it, and that's okay. And so I was constantly moving and talking and 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 always saying something that I probably should not have said. You know, I was born and raised in the South. You're supposed to keep your mouth closed, but everything came out. So that whole not having a filter that that applied to me way back in the day. I just anything came out, but I actually got a chance to do little theater when I was small, when I was about 10. And the very first performance was this kind of new version of Hansel and Gretel. And I played Trudy the cat and I was in the paper. And I, I mean, that gave me the opportunity just to, to be all of that, that I thought I was in my mind. And I still think I am in my mind. You know, I think all of us think we're a superstar some kind of way, but I certainly thought I was a star. But when I think about the audiobook and what I'm doing now, I think about when I was great, I was always called on to read aloud. And mm-hmm. I've always had a very deep voice. So even when I was like seven, eight years old, I would answer the phone mm-hmm. and they would think it was my brother, my baby brother on the phone. And they'd say, Harvey? I'm like, no, it's Michelle. <laughs> and so if you catch me on a bad morning, you might think that you're t- and you call me too early. You've got Barry White on the phone, you know, God bless his son. <laughs> so I've got a very, I've always had a deep voice, but since I was a little girl, but I was always such a great reader. And even when we did Easter speeches, my mother, God bless her, she would go pick the hardest, longest one. And so that I would be standing there speaking and she would drill me, drill me, drill me, drill me. And, and you know, I, I just always just had a voice and was able to speak. And I think that helps with um, what we do in the classroom because you have the same right. very profound, um, unmistakable voice that I know when people hear my voice, they know who I am before they come around the corner. I know they know me. Because I laugh loud and I talk loud and, you know, all these things. So as a child, I, I, I did a bit of acting, but I also really loved to read. And I still love to read, mm-hmm. but I love mm-hmm. reading aloud, you know, and I was a show off and I still am. So I throw my hand up. I'll read it. I'll read it. And most, most kids don't like to read aloud, but I would that's take true. it over. I would take it over. So that, that's kind of 
who I was and who I still am. <laughs> That's interesting because a lot of who you were as you were evolving as a kid into a woman, you carried that into your adulthood. So do you find yourself leaning on those skills or some of those basic foundational um, um, traits that, or talents that you cultivated at a youth that you now use in your industry? Yeah, I, I actually do, and I, 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 it's so funny. Like I said, my, both my mom and dad are in heaven, and anytime I make money off of an audio book or a voiceover, I say, see, Mom, I told you. She used to tell me, stop all that talking. Be quiet. Sit down. You talk too much. And I'm like, I'm making money off of this thing, lady. I wish you could be here to see it, but I'm sure I, I know she's up there going, oh, Lord, listen at Michelle. But it was, it was it, everything that I was doing as a child. I had to I had to accept who I was and I had to understand who I was. And I just heard about a week ago, um, Warren Buffett, it was the 10 top tips for success. And one of the things he mm-hmm. said was he he coordinates his day for his personality. And I had to coordinate my life for my personality. I am not, I'm not a good focuser. Okay. I don't focus well. I I can do anything. You can't ask me what's your favorite thing because there's too many things I like too many foods, too many colors, too many cars, too many clothes. There's nothing. There's, there's only one thing that is at the top of the list. And like I said, that's my son, (laughs) you know, my family, but I Mm -hmm, love mm -hmm. it exploring and learning a bunch of different things. So my personality has really gotten me to this place of being able to be super duper dramatic when I do my, my audio book productions. I mean, I am a performer. I listen to myself and get tickled. I'm like, oh my God, what did I just say? That was hilarious. And and, and when I'm doing books, I have to do a gazillion different um, characters sometimes. So it's yes, just, yes. It's, 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 it's so me. It's so me. That's yeah. awesome. You mentioned yes. your family. You alluded to your parents who are no longer yes. with us in yes. terms of being a major influence. Would you say mm-hmm. they are the they are the ones who motivate you to succeed, or are there others as well? Oh my God, they! I am the both of them wrapped up into a crazy bundle. My parents, my dad was a bigoty, as I call it. My mom was a bigoty. And I think that's why they divorced, because you can't have two bigoty people in the house. Somebody's got to sit down and take the back seat. And neither one of them can do that. But um, very big personalities, bursting personalities. My mom was a, a very an amazing public speaker. My father was the same. Um, they were just outstanding in, in all they did. My dad was a dentist. So very warm, caring, and nurturing. And I, I think that's what I got, you know, I get when I'm in the classroom. But at the same time, probably too warm and nurturing because sometimes I'm a little too easy on my students. I probably should crack the whip, but I'm not real good at that. My mom was very stern. And there are times when that comes out of me, um, but not as often as the person who likes to love, have fun. They used to have big parties. Like I said, my dad was a dentist. My mom was a dental hygienist. They were in the medical profession. And that's what kind of got me to Spanish because I am horrible in math and science. So I had to find something that I could do and make it Mm -hmm, A in. And mm -hmm. Spanish was like, Mm -hmm. boom, that was it. So um, my parents, I am, I am all, I'm both of them all wrapped up. And, And my younger brother, is the exact same way. I had an older brother. He's he's no longer with us. He's he's hanging out in heaven too, doing his thing. And he was the very kind of quiet, super smart one. And the baby was he's a bigger show off than I am. He's a bigger show off. Anytime I do something, I can't. His name is Harvey. I cannot send mm-hmm. anything I do to Harvey because it's going to be all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Even if I don't want it to be. I'm like, so we're just, we're kind of showy. And I know that I have a love hate kind of personality. You either love me right away or you want me to sit down and stop talking. 
it's going to be one or the other. So, awesome. yeah, yeah, That's my a, parents' biggest influences, yeah. Well, thank you for that. And I know your background, you have credentials in Spanish. Yeah. So what prompted you to pursue um, credentials in that, in that, in that area? Well, it, it really was. I took to it like a fish to water in, in high school, and I wasn't I wasn't a great student, and I really didn't even like being in school. And I think part of it was because, as I said, I, I, I can't sit long enough to be in six classes all day long. I move all over the place, so my focus wasn't good. I, I, I'm a big daydreamer. I was probably off someplace daydreaming, and, and I just took to it, and my very first Spanish teacher was Marcelina Goodlett, who was a black Cuban lady in South Carolina. She had married an African-American man, and they met when he was in Guantanamo, and she came back, and she was tough. Oh, Lord, Senora Goodlett was tough, and the class was amazing, and I blazed at it. I mean, I had all of the big AP, you know, students trying to cheat off of my paper. I'm thinking, oh, now I wasn't in low classes. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't apply myself, as they say. Oh, Michelle, if you apply yourself, well, you know, I applied myself in Spanish because I didn't have to, I didn't have to think about it. And because I have a really good, uh, I impersonate well, I can mimic well, I, I got the accent down very early. And then very easily. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I decided mm-hmm. my first plan was to go to school, major in Spanish, and okay. go to law school and be an immigration attorney. That was the plan. And, honey, it, it, I'm glad divine intervention is around because I don't think I could have been an attorney. I'm just way too emotional, and I probably would be in contempt <laughs> of court every day because I, that's not fair. You know, I'm just, it just it would not have worked. So I kind of went a different <laughs> path. Um, when my son was born, he was a preemie, and um, I stayed home with him for about a year. And I, I taught Spanish right after my graduate school work because I, I I just wanted to take a break, and I wasn't sure if I really wanted to go straight to law school because I got my BA and my MA in about four years. I pushed, and so wow, I, I taught. I taught, you know, because in the South, you know, teachers have a big reputation. Teaching is a very noble cause. And my mother used to always say, well, honey, if you can't do anything else, get your education and you can always teach, you know, that, that line that they always say. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they mean that to be negative towards teachers. It, it In the South, in the Deep South, and especially back in the 50s and 60s, that was a very noble cause. And your teachers were your biggest motivators um, and, and, and supporters. And so I taught for a little while and then, you know, kind of flitted around and got to Miami and just one day I look in the paper and I see that they're looking for a Spanish teacher but they don't say what it's for and I right. submit my resume and I get a call from WLRN saying we need you to come in and audition now oh, I'd never been in front of a wow. camera never been in front mm-hmm. of a camera my my nerves were shot I did not know what mm-hmm. to do I get there and my I had to create a lesson and my lesson was you're going on a trip. What are the things you need to take on this trip? So I taught about el viaje and I talked about, you know, your luggage and your clothes and your airline ticket and where you're going to go. And I guess it worked or unless nobody else auditioned. <laughs> because I got I got Yes, I yeah, I, I actually taught distance learning when distance learning was really a new craze. And um, public yeah. television was one of the, mm-hmm. the, the pioneers of that. And so I was actually being satellite fed into schools in o- Wyoming, Utah, places where there was no Spanish teacher. So there were little wow. small towns in wow. different states that were watching me every Friday. 
um, live uh, um, and some recorded. There was recorded. They would do recorded sessions on Monday, Wednesday, and then they'd have me live on, on Fridays. And that was it, honey. I, as far as I was concerned, I was fulfilling that fantasy of being a superstar. Man, that, that was it. But, Michelle, do you run into this ideal? And I, I hear this often. I teach, mm-hmm. I teach composition, and I teach mm-hmm. African-American literature. And yeah. I have a colleague in the department who's not of African descent who also is credentialed to teach African-American literature. Right, and I always right, right. find that there is this perception, there is this stigma out there that says because you are of this culture, you, only are, you are entitled to, that you can speak or teach on the topic. But if you're outside <laughs> of that culture, there's more likely that you know, people are going to look at you kind of funny. And so I was well, just curious to know, being a woman of African descent, how were you received in that regard? In the beginning, it was a, a mixture of awe and skepticism and all kinds of things. When I have run into the majority of, of Hispanic people, Latinos, whomever I run into, it's always, they're always very pleased and very excited to hear that that's something I did. Back in the mm-hmm. day when I, was, when I was not au natural and my hair was straight, nobody, you know, they just thought I was just whoever. Now that I've got this big curly hair, and I'm in South Florida, the assumption is I'm Dominican. The first thought is that I'm a, a, a person of color from one of the Caribbean mm-hmm. nations or from Cuba. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it sort of kind of, I guess, it dissipated as it went along. But in the very beginning, and especially in South Carolina, it was like a hoot. It was such a conversation piece. If I went to a party and I said, oh, I teach Spanish, oh, my God, it was like I said I had gone to the moon and I brought back a piece of it and here because they would just, they would just, people would just walk around me and just listen. Oh my God, really? What? Really? Oh my goodness. It was, it was such a, it was a very uh, beautiful reception, if you will. And my dad was, is, his people are from Louisiana, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So Louisiana is so steeped in culture. So I always felt yeah. I had this thing about me. My son's dad is of African descent, born and raised in London, but his parents are from Ghana, West Africa. So I've always loved cultures and people mm-hmm. and foods. Mm-hmm. And, and if you lived in my house, you'd think that we were from all these different places because my mom cooked everything. On, on St. Patty's Day, we, we'd have corned beef and cabbage. I'm like, Mom, we're not mm-hmm. Irish. I mean, we all, we what my dad's side was, but it goes so far <laughs> back in the gal. So you nev- there was never something that I would not try. There was never something I would not do. Right out of high school in June of 1984, I went to Mexico and, and lived with a family and studied. Spanish oh, for wow. like four weeks. Yeah, so I never had any fear. I never had. I was just always so excited and open. Um, and so Michelle, it's, that's it's impressive. Been, and that acculturation yeah. is important. That's oh, it, yeah. it, it, it improves your language acquisition when you're, when oh, you're yeah, yeah. fully within a yeah. culture. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the mid case, the target language was Spanish. You were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. What better way to practice it because you needed oh, to my communicate God. the things you needed. Now, let me tell you, there was hardly anybody American there. I went to a very interesting little area called Saltillo, and I think I saw one other black person because there was a Ford company there, and then there were some other Caucasian Americans, uh, but we were all just, we felt like we were, uh, you know, doe in headlights. We were like, oh, my God, because we were, we, we, we were, we had to use it. But that's the perfect way, and I tell all of my students, there's only so much you can get in a classroom. You just have to that's go true. and be that's dropped true. off there, and, and you'll, you'll have it in about a week. <laughs> uh, very impressive, and 
for those of you who are tuning in right now, I'm speaking to the amazing Michelle Simmons, <laughs> vocal artist, Spanish professor, and entrepreneur. And if you'd like to speak to her or me, you can call in at any time at 347-539-5372. Again, the call-in number is 347-539-5372. And our email inbox is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Michelle, I, admit, I mentioned earlier that we have questions that are coming in. I have about nine, okay. actually. Wow. <laughs> so we're going to take <laughs> That's a couple so cool. actions. And we'll start okay. here locally. It, it sounds okay. we have a Maria from Miami, Florida. She has a question for you. Here it goes. Mm-hmm. It says, Michelle, it sounds like you have a very busy life. How did you stay organized and focused? How do you stay organized and focused? <laughs> Oh, my God, Maria, that's the hardest thing for me. (laughs) But I'm glad she asked. Because I am a person whose focus can be pulled in a thousand different directions, I have to really schedule my days to be um, in order. They have to be in complete order. So as a, for instance, I teach Tuesdays and Thursdays at the college. I'm there all day. I know that's my, my teach my Spanish day for my classes and that's mm-hmm, the way it mm-hmm. is. When I'm recording audiobooks, I have to block my time. I currently am in my studio, which is my walk in closet. I'm doing air quotes when I say studio. So I'm currently sitting in my <laughs> studio, which is my walk in closet with clothes all around me and, and Arlette's <laughs> foam all over the ceiling and everything. But I schedule my hours to to record my books. Now, do I stay on schedule all the time? It's not as easy when you, when you work out of your home, because what happens is you go to the kitchen to get some water and then you see something on the floor and you go get the broom and you sweep. That's what a chick like me (laughs) with no focus (laughs) gets caught up in. It's like, Oh my God. Okay. Go back to what you were doing. So to answer Maria's question, and I appreciate it so much. I do have to, I have to book my own time. I have to schedule my own time. And I never could have done all of this when I had a, a, a small one because my son was so important to me. So I had a very, I had a traditional nine to five when he was growing up and it, that worked mm-hmm. at the time. Now that he's up and gone, I'm all over the place. And it's something that I love, but I have to manage very well. So I have to, I have to schedule myself. That's the, that's the most important thing and stick to that schedule. Thank you so much. We actually have a couple callers who are online. Who okay. are online too. We can okay. bring a couple in. Okay. Hello, caller. You're live on the air with DJ and Michelle. Hello. Okay, we'll go online too. Hello. Hello, caller. You're live on the air with DJ and Michelle. Who is this? Hi. Good, good afternoon. My name is Bill, and I'm a, listening to your talk show. I'm quite impressed with Ms. Michelle's talent. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. Isn't she awesome? <laughs> she seems to be extremely multi-talented. So uh, I'm a former <laughs> educator as well, so I'm quite impressed. Well, you know what, sir? Thank you so much because let me tell you, I take my hat off. This is my first year being an adjunct professor, and I take my hat off to all um, educators because it's not the easiest thing to do. And I know that if my grandmother was alive who was a teacher, she would be ecstatic. So my hat's off to you. Thank you for calling. Did you have a question or you just wanted to tell me how great I am? Keep up the good work. I'm very impressed. All right. Thank you so much. A lot of success (laughs) on your a lot of success on your ebooks as well. 
Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, sir, for listening. Take care. Cool, cool. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and we have a couple more questions, Michelle. And, you know, sure. funny, I prepared this script for you, but I do want to ask this question, which I think yeah. is important for people to understand. And this okay. question is this. What role has motherhood played in your professional oh. journey? You know, it's it's probably – it is the single most best thing I've ever done. It is – I mean, there are so many things that I've tried, and I've, we, we would call them failures or or they didn't go this way or they didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. But it's the single most best thing that's ever happened to me. And I say that, you know, almost with big emotion because I always tell people – you know, sometimes we think we get a child and it's our job to raise them and, 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 and lead them in the way they should go and all the things we hear. Mm-hmm. He has he has raised me. He has given me so much. I've learned so much from him. He has been, mm-hmm. my son has been such an amazing child. And it, it gave me a, a focus of uh, bringing it all together. You know, when, okay. when you're young and you're single and you don't have a child, you can be all over the place. And I kind of was. And I still, you know, have my moments mm-hmm. of enjoying being in in various places, uh, you know, at different times or all at one time. But motherhood just allowed me to see the perspective of everything that I may not have paid attention to when I wasn't a mom. I mean, there's so many things that distract us. There's so many things that get in the way. And as as I said, there was a moment where I went through a lot of loss. And it kind of came in in an order and at a pace that I couldn't keep up with. And my son Mm -hmm. was that one thing, that one piece that just was constant. And he is an amazing young man. He was an amazing child. And I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, every mother says that. And and every mother should, even if they are a hooligan or just some little bad person. (laughs) Like my mom would say, I want to shake you to death. But (laughs) <laughs> he was he he wasn't any of that. He wasn't any of that. And he is so smart and so talented and just mm-hmm. he's just ever reminds me of what I need to do and how I need to stay focused when I want to lack focus and how I need to keep going when I want to give up. Because there have been times where I just absolutely want to drop it all. And I know right. if I did not have a child, given the emotional stresses of loss and mourning and some of the things you go through, I could have, I don't know where, I'd probably be on a beach in a hut somewhere. And, and that's not a bad idea still. You know, I might do that when I'm about 70 or so because I love the peaceful <laughs> life. But but he just, he helped me to keep it all together. He just helped me keep did it all together. Inher- Michelle, did he inherit any of your art talent? He actually, he is a, an amazing video editor and he is an amazing movie maker he doesn't he doesn't want to claim that part of it because he's so into editing he doesn't Mm -hmm. I don't think he fully wants to embrace that he can put together a a beast of a movie but he yes he's extremely talented but we are like night and day with personality he is he is the introvert, not to the point of not being sociable, but he's the introvert that can sit and be with himself forever. Then I'm the one I got to go. Let's go now. Where are we going? <laughs> what are we going to do? You know, I've gotten a little bit better as I've gotten older. I'm about to hit that half century mark, so I'm calming down a little bit. Un poquito. But I am one of those. I got to go. Let's go. He could sit in he could sit in the house for about two weeks as long as he's got his computer and some food. 
and he's good to go. so, but yeah, he's good to go. But he's an amazing, amazing young man, and I just I thank God every day because I know that without him, certain things would not I wouldn't be at this point in a lot of of, of different aspects Absolutely. of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so beautiful, and I do hope he's listening. Got a couple of questions for you coming in. Sure. From, one is from, oh, actually, there's a comment coming in because folks are listening, and I'm telling you, mm-hmm. Michelle, you're so popular today. <laughs> this comes from Chip in Atlanta. She says, I just wanted to say it is a pleasure listening to this interview slash conversation. I'm so glad to know that she loves being herself and living in her truth. Go, Michelle. Awesome oh, thank you. Thank you. And here's a and here's another comment, a question coming in. It's from Reynaldo here in Miami, Florida. If you could do one thing differently in your life knowing what you know now, would you? Oh, goodness, Reynaldo, come on. You, 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 you hit it, babe. You hit it. Thank you for the question. That's amazing. Um, I always think that I would, but I know that divine order and destiny is what it is. And if I make one move to the left, the whole thing could be different. Um, I think about having not gone to law school at the time I had, which means I would not have met my son's dad, which means I wouldn't have, you know, I would not have had my son. Um, Right, right. I think about so many things. There are moments, don't... I want to tell Ronaldo, I I've, I have embarrassed myself so many times. So there are some moments of things that I wish I hadn't done or said. <laughs> but changing the course of my life um, by changing right. maybe major components, not at all. I I have accepted it. There there are times when I I wake up and I go, oh my god, did I actually say that last night, or did I say that yesterday, or did I really did I really do what I did? Because I I am spontaneous. <laughs> So sometimes things well, just come out of my that, mouth. Michelle, <laughs> but you're better than I because I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wish sometimes <laughs> I wish I could I just did. pull. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could pull the the pillow over my head, but I I have stopped. <laughs> Because I, I, there are times where I've said things and it just didn't come out right because I was just so excited. And sometimes my mind is moving faster than my mouth. And, you know, it's like, blah, you know, or my mouth is moving faster than my mind. But I, I will say that, again, to his to his question, I I know that the the order in which things have gone have brought me so many great things. And so all of the, the hard things that I wish I could have, um, you know, left behind. Uh-huh. It's, it's so hard to accept it sometimes, but it is what it is, it is. and this is what gets you to where you are. So I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I try not to have regrets because regrets just mean that you're not, you're not kind of focusing on the present. And sometimes we can live in the past and live in the future, and the present just gets all muddied. But um, no, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't change anything. No. And here's another question from Santino from Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Santino writes, what does the market look like for audiobooks? Do people really buy them? I'm I'm thinking oh. of buying one. Oh my God! Yeah, they buy them. I I'm I'm the worst. I've got a library of audiobooks that is off the charts. Um, people are really enjoying audiobooks in our very crowded, crazy world. People right. are listening to them during daily commutes, just like podcasts. People are in bigger cities where the commute is on the train or the bus. They're certainly listening to them. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it because there's some mornings when I'm in Miami traffic and I do not want to get caught up in the craziness. 
of, of some of the radio stations. So yes. I end up, you know, uh, yes, listening to audiobooks. But make that leap. Go ahead and buy that book. You're going to love it. He's probably going to get hooked. He's probably going to get real hooked and, and never want to read a book again because he just wants to hear it. And if it's a great performance, oh, even better, even better. Absolutely. And there's another question coming in for you, Michelle. Just want mm-hmm. to remind listeners, if you'd like to speak to her, speak to Michelle or me now. We still got have about 25 minutes left in the show. Our call-in number is 347-539-5372. Again, the call-in number is 347-539-5372. And the inbox is flooded. However, if you still like to get in a question or comment, you may do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And here's the next one, Virginia. She asked. All right, Norfolk, I got cousins in Norfolk. <laughs> all right, woohoo. Okay. We're going all, and I, I'll tell you, there are a couple others. There's one from Toronto as well. You're going to be shocked oh, at this awesome. next question. Awesome. So, Cindy Wright, what hopes do you have for your son in his pursuit for excellence in his field? Well, the hopes that I had for my son um, were the or the hopes that I had for myself, but they have actually been lived out through him that weren't really lived out through me. And let me let me explain that. I when I was raising him, I raised him to um, ask any question, state his mind respectfully, um, and, and and in ways that I was not allowed to to behave as, as a, a girl being raised in the South. Okay. And there's just, okay. you know how Southern, Southern raised um, um, families are. You, you, you speak when spoken to, do as I do, not right. as I do, as I say, not as I do, blah, blah, blah. So I allowed him to make de- decisions and make choices. And I did it from a very, very uh, early age with him, and I always tell the, the little—I'll tell this quick story of when he was wrapping a Christmas gift, mm-hmm. and the the, mm-hmm. the wrapping paper was red and green as usual, and so he put a blue bow on it, and I said, "Oh no, Xavier, um, get get green or red." He says, "But mommy, I like blue." I said, "But green and red they match." I said, "Or even gold—that's a better choice." He says, "Well, mommy, blue's my favorite color," and at that moment, in that moment, I realized that I was turning him into something that I had been turned into. Someone who did right. what other people wanted them to do, wasn't allowed to have right. his own thought, wasn't allowed to make his own choices. Now, mm. the choices extended to when he would pick a toy and he didn't, he got home and he didn't like that toy, he had to live with it. And often he would pick mm-hmm. this toy, uh, Transformers or, or it wasn't Transformers, this, this thing where you had to put all these pieces together. Mm-hmm. They would frustrate him because it was like a thousand pieces. So he'd say, mm-hmm. we, we went in the store. He's like, Mommy, I want that. I said, Xavier, if you get it, I cannot help you put this toy together. Oh, Mommy, I want it. I want it. He gets home, and, and I said, okay, Xavier, I want you to know. You chose this now, okay? I just want you okay. to understand. He got home. He couldn't do it. I said, Xavier, what did I say? I know, Mommy. I chose. Yes, you chose it, <laughs> and you have to live with your choice. <laughs> but he, to this yeah. day, makes very good choices. He's not nearly as emotional as I am. He doesn't get all worked up. He can sit and reflect and make a decision that that is good for him. And he mm-hmm. he he has no problems um, being his own true self. You know, one of the words that I think you know almost I love and hate is sometimes it makes me want to throw up. I'm authentic, authenticity. Be your authentic self. You know, I'm hearing it so much. Sometimes I want to crack myself upside the head because I'm like, are you really mm-hmm. being authentic? Or are you just using that word yeah. again? That boy is his authentic self. 
he does not, there's nothing about him that makes him want to not be. He, he is honest to a fault. I, I grew up, I tell people all the time, I think sometimes you're almost, some of us are almost raised to lie. You know, we're raised to not tell the truth because, you know, if you're, if, if you go to someone's house and they ask you if you want a piece of pie, your mom will say, no, she doesn't need that pie. No, she doesn't need that. And you end up saying no, right? You have to say no, right, but your right. mind is like, yeah, I want that pie. Are you kidding me? And then you get to the table and your mom's put some Brussels sprouts in front of you and is like, eat those Brussels sprouts, but I don't want them. Yes, you do. You know, so we get all of this, no is yes and yes is no growing up. He is, I allowed him to tell me whatever was on his mind. Again, very respectfully. So to answer that question and in, in, in not being so long-winded about it, he is just a true individual who makes very good choices. And I stick by his choices. Sometimes he makes a choice that I might not agree with at the moment, but I let him play right, it out. Right. I tell him, no, that's never going to work. And so he's, he's very confident. He has a confidence that I don't even think I have at this moment. You know? and, but I gave wow. him that. I, I gave him that. So that's, he, he's already living the dream, honey, living the dream. <laughs> and, and, and I have to say, you know, wow, you know, that individuality is important because it helps us stand his own two feet. When mama's not always going to be there to catch him or provide yeah, the safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's yeah, another yeah. question for you, Michelle. Sure. There's mm-hmm. another question coming in from Lori from El Paso, Texas. So oh thank my you, gosh. Central Standard Time. We now are spreading across America through yeah, Central Standard yeah. Time. Because <laughs> yeah, usually many it. of our listeners. In the Easter Standard Time, so it's very nice to see that we're moving, you know, moving forward in other time zones. And here's Lori's, Lori's question. She, she writes, I have always dreamed of being a voice actor, but mm-hmm. feel that I may be too old to start. As oh. of tomorrow, I will be 49 years old. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> Is it still possible? Um, sweetheart, I am 49. I was 49 in October. It is absolutely still possible. It's probably the best time in your life to do it because you've got things settled. You've got things in in an order that you might not have had at 29. I bet you have a phenomenal voice. And I say, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I let me if if I could, Billy, I'll I'll tell how I got started and then please, that might help uh, with do. this question. I was with a friend. Um we were just talking about um something that had occurred. I I made a joke about having gone to a public meeting and I was with another okay. colleague at the time who um, as we would say, you know, sometimes the little young people say she tried to put me on blast. She tried to kind of throw me out in front. And so she had done a speech and she says, and now we're going to turn to our consultant, Michelle Simmons, and have her say a few things. And I, I was telling my girlfriend, I said, I don't know what she thought she was doing because I am not the one. I will talk you into a hole. I will talk all day. I will talk about anything, anytime, any place. So I, I was telling my girlfriend, I said, because I do voiceovers, I do television where I'm live, and I do pledge drives, and you have to keep talking, and you have to keep stretching, yeah. you have to keep making up things. And then the, my girlfriend said, you do voiceovers. And I said, yes. And she says, well, I have a friend who has a book that she's written, and she wants to make an, an, an audio book. Now, the book was written by a ghostwriter. Her, okay. her, her pseudonym is Sydney Day. And Sydney writes the books that you mentioned, La, La Patron series. And it's a paranormal uh, experience. It's kind of like a Twilight um, meets uh, 
uh, empire. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's a stretch, but it's about werewolves, right? And and the, the, the okay, La Patron, who is Silas Knight, is the is the leader of the werewolves on the North American continent because every continent has a leader. So he's like the Barack Obama of werewolves, and so he gets with this pretty girl who doesn't realize that she can birth werewolves. Okay. That's the story, right? I had never, never voiced a book, ever. So I was given this opportunity to voice this book. Now, what happens is most of the people who are now voicing books go through ACX, which is called Amazon Creative Exchange. That's the acronym for Amazon Creative Exchange. And when you go on, you have 38,000 titles that are being Mm -hmm. uh, uh, listed for audition. So she had a script. I got the script, I acted it out, she loved it, and we were off to the races. Now, I am working on several more books. Currently, I'm working on a book, as I was saying, I'm working on the second book of the Malia Chronicles. And Malia is like right. Xena, Princess Warrior. She's like uh, this this warrior that's going around trying to bring peace back to um, a country that has been devastated by, like, it's, it's post-apocalyptic. And so I'm I'm doing Malia. I just did, I just finished um, the, the first book. I'm working on the second. And I'm also working on another book that is just, it's it's so me. It's called the ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how to capture a soul, and it's by Shema Bay, and it is about a young girl named named Paradise. That's that's her 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 kind of nickname. She's out of New Orleans. She's this thirteen year old girl who has these powers, and she's living amongst all of these. Um, um, I won't call them witches. They are um, people who can use their gifts to create lots of different things in the world. And and for me, it is so spot on because as I said, my dad is from that area. I understand right. it with everything in me. I When I go to Louisiana, I go to the psychics for readings. You know, that's just my right. world. And I was born in Charleston and, and, and Charleston, any of the coastal areas where Probably the African true. slaves went. Yeah, they have a lot of that. So I was kind of accidentally thrown into the audiobook world, but I always used to say, God, I'd love to do an audiobook. God, I'd love to do an audiobook. But as you know, lots of famous actors and actresses are in the game. So the mm-hmm. same way you hear Major. Morgan Freeman, who, who's, who's voicing a documentary, um, yep. the same way you may hear Alfred Woodard, the same way Scarlett Johansson just did, I, I believe it's Jane Eyre. Um, yep. You hear a lot mm-hmm. of actresses and actors who are in the game. And it makes it a little tricky when you want to do some big stuff. But let me tell you, with with, with uh, the, the books that I'm doing, I am in agreement with the author and we share the rights to all of the the um, royalties that come in for the next seven years. That's awesome. And it's such a relationship that I've made with the author. So no, honey, 49, let me tell you, 49 is the new 29, if you ask me, because in my mind, I still think I'm fabulous. So 49 <laughs> is not too late. Do it, do it. And and shout well, out to El Paso. <laughs> Yes, El Paso, you know, thank you, Lori, Listen. for that. And, Lori, please, if you wish, I will be happy to connect you further to Michelle. Oh, certainly. Um, if please. You, if you could reply. Would, I would, yeah. I would love to email me. Connect. Oh, yeah. I would, I would, I would definitely talk to make her. sure that oh, the definitely. service. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. That's a great opportunity. I, oh, you, that you hit on a couple other questions. You you mm-hmm. also you also sparked a few more. <laughs> so here's okay. Chris. Chris. Chris is emailing in from Toronto, Canada. And Chris asked, are there schools where I can major in voice work? 
I get this question a lot. Um, folks mm. want to know what should I be going in. Granted, you and I come from um, rhetoric-oriented disciplines, yeah. um, in a communication background as well. Mm-hmm. But yet, mm-hmm. there really aren't schools. I think many universities in America are still on the cusp of trying to create this hybrid opportunity. And I'd like to yeah. hear your feedback on that. It's a good question, Chris. Are it's there a great question. There are no schools that are connected to, say, a higher education. I know I've gone online and I've seen lots of voice um, actors who have their own individual schools who will give you Skype lessons. So there are opportunities. If you Google them, I've seen three or four. I can't think of any names right off because I've never really pursued it because it just kind of came naturally for me. But the thing is, I asked that same question of my good friend. Her name is Gwen Belton. She was on television Mm -hmm. for many years as an, Mm -hmm. an anchor. And she has such a warm, rich voice. And I said, gosh, how did you get rid of, of, of your Southern accent? Because she's from Mississippi. I'm from South Carolina and I know my accent comes out. I know it. And I'm okay with that. I I can temper it, but I know it comes out. And she was saying to me that there was no school when she was in school, she was not taught any uh, diction or any particular, they call it um, non-regional diction when you speak right. with no type of accent. But And right. so that gave me the impression that you don't learn that in school because it didn't sound as if, you know, she went into a communications track like everyone does. And, you know, you get your, your share of public right. speaking classes and then, you know, that's right. it. But most of the people that I know uh, just naturally have this ability. And what I want to say is the ability to change your voice is so very important as well. So if you can do quirky, goofy voices, that's you, you've, you've mastered half of the battle. You know, um, there's a, a voice actress that people may be familiar with named Tara Strong, who does like the cartoons, Bubbles on the Powerpuff Girls. And, you know, mm-hmm. she can do she can do all kinds of she does video games, all kinds of amazing things with her voice. And that's what I always ask. Can you can you mimic someone? Can you can you do your voice like my sister-in-law who's in Tennessee and sound just like that? Can you do that? I mean, if you can if you can take a voice. And you can change it. And I, if she's listening, she's going to kill me. <laughs> but if you can take your voice and change it, you know, and you, and you do this for fun, you, you have mastered more than it. So what I suggest, anyone who's listening who's interested in, 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 in doing um, um, voice work, I would say go ahead and give yourself an opportunity to pull down some scripts from um, ACX, um, again, Amazon Creative Exchange. You, you might have to create a, a um, what they call it, an account. But see, pull down some of the scripts. Look at some of the books. Pull down some of the scripts and then just start playing with it. And then, of course, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and it may be one of the questions, Billy, so let me know, is equipment, what you need. No, you're fine, and I don't started. want to interrupt. Normally, normally I'm jumping in, but you're flowing so well. And believe <laughs> it or not, as you're speaking, I'm checking off on my list. So you're doing extremely okay. well. In fact, okay. you know, I want you to be you, so continue with the flow by all means. I do but want to let is, you know that mm-hmm. we're down to the last five minutes, so I definitely want to make sure I get in the last couple of questions here. But go oh, ahead. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Talk. Go ahead. They, they might be the questions that, that I'm, I was just going to say. Get you a Blue Yeti mic because I think you believe in that one too. Uh, yes, uh, I Billy, do. I think I'm, you have a good Blue Yeti mic. Yeah, and, and, and I, I started off downloading a very free uh, program called Audacity. 
I mean, Audacity is a bomb, and it's free. And so, and then I got a boom mic stand and a pop filter, and that was it. And I got some 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 headphones. And so, so you know, you can start very cost effective. You know, Michelle, technology plays an integral role in your work. I mean, it does. Oh yeah. Mind. We're communicating oh, yeah. with technology now, and yeah. it's apparent mm-hmm. in this day and age where technology is so immense and so evolved. There's mm-hmm. no reason that people can't already enter the workforce. Especially our college students. I remind you, oh, yeah. don't wait until you oh, get your degree to make things happen. You can start in your oh, own yeah. backyard with using the resources and technology to make it work. And you can mm-hmm, build your mm-hmm. foundation from there. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. very grateful to hear, I know in our work, we cannot even, you can't even step into the game of publishing or voice at voice artists or any related work without using modern technology. Yes, no, no doubt, no doubt. There's a question coming from Randy from Homestead, Florida. Randy mm-hmm. asks, I would like I, I like what you are talking about. You've inspired mm-hmm. me, Michelle, to do more things with my talent. Do you mm-hmm. recommend any books I should consider um, about finding my interests or even trying to find more work in this in what you're talking about? Not so much books, Randy, and thanks for the question, but as I said, if you Google and you My first suggestion to everybody listening is, again, if this is specific to audiobooks, I would go to Amazon Creative Exchange, and it's ACX, A as in Apple, C as in Cat, X as in Xavier, my wonderful son, .com. And on that site, there are blogs. There, there's information about the equipment. There's information about um, what their requirements are and what your, your work should sound like. It has everything you would ever need. And then they have guest appearances from narrators who tell their stories. And it's, it's, it's like you said, Billy, the, 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 um, the being online and being in that internet, you click one link, which leads you to the next, which leads you to the next, which leads you to the next. So um, certainly I'll give out my email. Randy can, can email me because I've, I've bookmarked a lot of stuff that I found right. online, and, and I can't say just right off the top of my head exactly what it is, but I could certainly share it. Yeah, certainly. But there, everything so that you want to find would be on acx.com. You have a comment coming in, Michelle, from Nick, who's in Miami, Florida. He just has mm-hmm. a comment, so it's not even a question. He says, as a TV commercial actor, I, 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 have no, I know that having more than one gig is important for exposure, but I have a terrible voice and, and told good looks. But you have both gifts, Michelle. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> I'm really trying. Okay. I, I really focus on the art, on the voice part. But thank you so much. That's amazing. That's cool. And, Nick, and shout out to a fellow Nick, commercial artist. Absolutely. And Nick, you know, here at Everyday Folks, we also bring couples in love together. So if we need to decide to take that route, you're more than welcome to call. <laughs> You do what you do, Billy. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So, Michelle, you know, you've spoken about a number of things that you're doing in terms of audio books and things like that. So I want Mm -hmm. to ask you the big loaded question, which is the final question of the day. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what's next for Michelle? Where is Michelle going to be in the next five years? Let's project out. Oh, my goodness. In the ne- well, in the next, I'm hoping in the next five days. Let's start with that. In the next five days. I'm actually going to go five years, let me tell you. I, I had some friends who were planning a trip for our 50th birthday, and that was last year. And I told them, I said, I can't, I can't tell you what's going to happen in two weeks. 
So I can't tell you what I can do next year. I said, but when we get closer, if I'm still available, I'll let you know. But in the next five days, I'm going to be launching my online uh, Spanish course. I have partnered with a company out of the UK um, that has uh, allowed me to have access to an online virtual classroom platform. And so I am going to start what I call Maximus Linguist. Maximus is my company. It's it's um, M-A-X-I-M-A-S for my initials, mm-hmm. M-A-S, uh, Maximus Inc. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so excited about that. I, I can't tell you, Billy. I hear, I probably hear at least three times a week, and I've heard this probably for the last 20 years. Oh, you teach Spanish? Oh, my God, I, I'd love to learn how to speak Spanish. Could you teach me Spanish? And Anytime you can do something so easily without a lot of effort, you don't give it the importance that it is. And we're always asking, can we do this? Can we do this? I want to do this while I'm starting a class. So if anyone's interested in that, and even just email me, please go to my website, which is www.maximusinc, which is M-A-X-I-M-A-S-I-N-C.com. You can contact me. You can see information about my my voiceover and narration services. I've got a sample of one of the books that I narrated there. You can also take a look at the courses that I offer. And in five years, I'm really hoping that I'm I'm on a list with Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. But hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, well, I want to. You know, Michelle, we're so I'm so proud of you, and I want to say thank you, Billy. you so much for tuning in today. You have been so much fun and very informative as, as well. And, oh, and thank you from so the much. questions that we have here, you know, we're going to de- definitely have you back in the next six to eight months months as a follow-up to see what you're, what's going on in Michelle's world. Oh, that would I also be great. Share with listeners, want to share, share with the listeners, I have a link on my page, which is titled Who I'm Supporting on my author page, billypauljones.com, and I will be placing Michelle's link there in her icon so that you're able to directly connect with her there and follow up with the incredible work that she's engaged with. Michelle, I'm so proud, and I am so grateful for your time. Thank you so oh, much thank for calling you so in. Much. For, thank you for allowing me to go to your world. <laughs> listen, it has it has so been my pleasure, and I want to thank everyone that was listening. Shout out to everybody that was, and and at first I was sweating in here because I was thinking 1,300 listeners, Whew, but I got through it. So thank you for the <laughs> listeners for being so kind, and thank you, Billy. I love you so much. Thank you. Love you too. We'll be in touch. Okay. Okay. So folks, here, there you have it. Michelle Simmons reminds us again and again that it's never you're never too you never have it's never too late to start doing the things that you enjoy. But the key always is to operate in your talent. Operate doing the things that you enjoy doing. And if you can find career paths and opportunities that allow you to exercise that, life is more worth living. And so I'd like to thank Michelle and for all of the listeners who called in today or emailed in, if I didn't get to any of your calls or your comments please do forgive me, and you may follow up with me through everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com, so that way you're able to speak with me. And also connect with Michelle. I just want to remind you that coming up next month, there are great shows coming up. I have two new shows to add to our programming lineup. The first is the amazing show by the amazing Anike, and it's titled Journey into Passion with Anike S. And in June, we're going to be taking it international and we're going to be hosting here live on Everyday Folks the show title, A Daily Dose of K-Pop with Steph. These are two of several shows that are coming on air to provide you a glimpse into the world of the exciting individuals who make up Everyday Folks in America. So thank you so much for tuning in. 
and providing the support that you have for, one, my work that I do, but even more importantly, the incredible people in America who are making things happen. Until next week, do tune in at 3 p.m. Please tune in to find for other exciting shows and take care of yourself. We're signing out.